Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always, welcome to the show for the 328th time, Tim. Oh, it's 328? Interesting. I'll be honest, I'm ballparking it. I'm not exactly sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was going to say, because that's my, uh, that's like my birthday, March 28th. So I was like, <gasps> oh, a nice little coincidence. <laughs> it's, it's in that ballpark. Admittedly, though, we don't necessarily record them in the order that they go up. So this may not actually be True. episode 328 in terms of, mm. you know, which released, which is what the numbering really matters on. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to cover that hole in my... See, you have cats. You end up with, like, little holes in your T-shirts. It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. I'm feeling self-conscious. Um... I have a couple like that, uh, yeah. and a Hellboy shirt I really like that just has like it's the tiniest hole you don't always notice it, but it's like right in the middle of the shirt and it bumps <laughs> me up. Yeah, I really it's, it's a Kill Bill shirt. I really like that shirt, but oh, it is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we talk about horror movies on this show, and in this episode we are talking about a new theater release, uh, a Bloomhouse mm-hmm. joint. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been a bit unlucky recently with a lot of movies that have been <laughs> had different release dates, so we've not been able to do them oh, yeah, in yeah. theaters, but. <laughs> So annoying. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Ma, it came out and it came out at the same time for us. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were gonna say like something else. Like I thought you were starting like like you're gonna say like my something or something. But I was like, oh no, you're just saying Ma. Okay. Ma, Ma's came out. Starring Octavia Spencer, uh, and a bunch of other people. There, Juliet Lewis is in there. Luke Evans is in there, uh, and a bunch of teenagers you've never heard of. Uh, Luke Evans is he related to Chris Evans? Is there an Evans lineage I wasn't aware of? No, he's not related to him. Yeah, I think okay. he, he may be related to someone else, though. Mm. Or maybe he just I just get him confused with Orlando Bloom because they look like they're related. They do, actually they do. Yeah, they, they totally do. They look like they could be brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Ma, uh, we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you warnings somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. So you know uh you you can avoid them if you wish. Uh, but the premise of the film is that Octavia Spencer plays this this character. Uh, I mean, her real name is not Ma. Her real name is uh, Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but she she is you know this middle aged woman as Octavia Spencer is. Uh, but she essentially offers to buy booze uh, to a group of teenagers and then has them over to her house in her basement and it kind of becomes the hot spot for the teens to go and drink. Uh, you know, without any you know worries of being caught by the police or anything like that, or being being charged with loitering or whatever kids get up to these days uh but uh, however ma might just be a little bit unstable <laughs> might be dangerous and this might not go so well so i mean that's the general premise of the film without getting into spoilers so uh so yeah um oh the director had a cameo i just i just looked down and noticed T- taylor's in the cast really <laughs> he, he was the he's, okay. he's officer granger he's the cop Oh. that's the director yeah yeah and the, the director has a very interesting uh because you know, cause often we'll do these horror movies and it'll be like the director will have done like a bunch of other horror movies what whether they were good or shitty it just depends on the director but it's like uh what earth 2 x23 x-men red that's a Tom Taylor joke, yes. <laughs> now, I get that joke because I'm a comic book nerd. I feel like the audience might not get that. Uh... Oh, like it's not a bunch of nerds listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're horror movie nerds, I'll grant you, but that doesn't mean they're comic book nerds too. So, mm-hmm. t- Listen, if you're, if you're 
<laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you don't read comic books, just, just shut it off right now. We don't want your patronage. <laughs> what? I, I, I said no such thing. I said no such thing. Tim does not speak for the, the show. Maybe revoke your Twitter privileges, just in case you start putting out shit like that. Uh, so, Tay Taylor uh, directed The Help. Which, you know, also had Octavia Spencer, oh. so I, I guess, yeah. you know, they like working together. Uh, and he also directed The Girl on the Train, which is the only other one here that I've heard of, which I never oh. saw, but I did not hear good things. Yeah, I saw ugh, I saw that trailer so many times. I know. Which so I, 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 admittedly, I wouldn't mind watching it, but yeah, I don't think I heard many good things about it. Mm. He's doing an action movie with Jessica Chastain uh, next called Eve. Uh, maybe that'll oh. be interesting. Oh but Ooh, a christmas movie possibly <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope so i hope it is now that you've said that uh so yeah so so you had the premise we've, we've looked at the director uh so mm-hmm. i shall ask tim the question tim yeah did you enjoy ma <laughs> I, I did yeah i actually thought it was pretty good i you know since i saw the trailer i thought like uh it, it looked kind of funny like i was expecting a like a cheesier, more like, um, you know, kind of like jump scary, uh, you know, thriller kind of movie um, with like a lot of like, you know, dumb dialogue and stuff. And, and there is, I, I guess, elements of that in there. But I was actually surprised. I like, oh, like this is like a pretty decent movie. Like, it, mm. you know, it's not like amazing. Like, oh, my God, this is the best movie of the year. But um, I was never bored with it. Uh, you know, I was kind of interested in the characters and where the story was going. And I thought there's some, uh, you know, pretty decent moments in it. So, uh, yeah, overall, I'd say I liked it. <laughs> and usually I can kind of gauge how you're going to feel about it, but this, I'm not sure I could see you going either way. Either way. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so you weren't sure. Of... Yeah. I feel like at this point, you probably know my taste well enough to like, yeah, yeah to judge it before. <laughs> and, uh, and it's interesting because, uh, yeah, I go. think, well, <laughs> I was gonna say at the very least I thought you might find it like inspirational like oh hey like just because you weren't popular popular in high school you can still be popular in middle age (laughs) Uh Um, so I didn't really like it that much I didn't hate it it's kind of like a very middle of the road movie and sure I think my big problem with it honestly well there's two big problems with it one is that the teenagers outside of maybe the main girl are insufferable <laughs> interesting okay um, I, 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 di- I, I disagree with that I, I didn't mind them but why like what, what did you was it something like in particular that stood out or not really I, I guess I just hate teenagers these days <laughs> so maybe I they're mean, just too accurate <laughs> that's fair because well, I think the I, I don't know like to me I thought they were like annoying but i guess maybe in a little bit more of a realistic way like they weren't mm. like over the top annoying teenagers and so i can i kind of like that i feel like there's a little bit of a sincerity to them where I, I, you I, know i guess i was just hoping for like because they all just kind of blend together none of them really have much character they're, that's all, true. they're all just kind of generic teenagers except <laughs> the main girl uh to maggie her name is uh, she, she like obviously gets more time she's kind of the main character uh, but the rest so but i'd say the, the two big problems though, outside of just thinking that most of the teens are annoying is one i feel like some of the decisions the teenagers make are mm-hmm. like abysmally like horrendously unrealistic 
<laughs> at points and okay. i can't really, i can't really get into them until spoilers but let's just say there's some moments where some red flags may appear where any human being regardless of being a teenager or not <laughs> would run <laughs> for the hills uh so i um you know i'll i'll, I'll half uh, agree on that because I, I yeah i do think there were some moments that, that were you know the typical like what are you doing that's so stupid horror movie mm. cliche kind of thing but i do think there were also some moments that were like oh no good for you for recognizing this you know oh sure um, but I'll, we'll talk again we'll talk about spoilers I'll, I'll, yeah. there'll be specific examples i bring up of being like no i can't believe the characters made this choice after this moment or or whatever and then the other thing is bizarrely like the movie it's like it does this weird thing where there's one or two scenes where it goes really extreme and i got really excited i thought oh here we are it's, it's getting going now like it's, it's, this is where it's all been building up to and we're going to go nuts and yeah. then it somehow managed to after those one or two scenes feel very kind of safe and not that like mm-hmm. courageous in terms of what it's doing um yeah and again some of this i can't really say until spoilers but it felt kind of like it took a really just easy path out at the end uh yeah yeah again it's like a little higher talk without spoilers yeah. but I, I i i know what you're saying um yeah i would agree with that i i think maybe i was um, i don't want to say like impressed but like i i was expecting kind of like a you know typical generic hollywood movie that was just gonna you know devolve into like a, a slasher or, or something kind of thing uh so i i did kind of like that they didn't really go for that like maybe i don't know if it's to the benefit of the movie because you know maybe it would have been like cheesier but maybe more fun if they did have more you know scares and jumps and stuff in it but i was kind of like surprised that it felt like maybe a little more subdued at parts other than you know like you said there are some really like you know extreme and outrageous stuff which i did like um but i I, I don't know it kind of i do agree the end is a bit of a whimper um but i still like i don't know it didn't really phase me too much well that's fair <laughs> that's fair i i think overall like, i'm very middle of the road on it and it's, it's not the worst thing ever but there's definitely some sure. scenes I, I do think there's some pretty bad flashbacks as well actually thinking about it mm-hmm. uh it did it did the arrow thing where it does these really awkward transitions where it's trying to be slick where it kind of transitions to the flashback and every time yeah. i'm just like oh don't do that <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought the flashbacks were good for the story but yeah i don't know maybe the they could have handled like i don't know, placing them better or something i i, I feel <laughs> like the flashbacks to me just felt like a really typical like horror movie like motivation for the for the villain you know like i was getting like flashbacks of the opening a terror train or um <laughs> oh god what what was that other movie? The Burning, you know, like the opening of the Burning. Burning, you know, just just these like sort of like okay, this is what makes the the, the villain the villain and why they're they're yeah. doing what they're doing. Uh, so I don't know, like I I just like I don't hate it, like I don't think it's like 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 trash, like some of the stuff we we subject sure. ourselves to by any yeah. means. But I wouldn't really say I liked it that much either. Like I, I I guess the real testament to it is that by the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't be in a rush to watch it again, but I don't know. I could see myself as one of those, hey, it's on TV or it's streaming something. I need something on the background, sure. Um, yeah, because I, I – yeah, I'm definitely more positive than you, but I still wouldn't go as far to say like that I loved it. 
Like I would say I oh, liked sure. it. Maybe even like oh I liked it a, a good bit, but um yeah, it's not like oh my god, <laughs> you know, contender for <laughs> you know movie of the year. Yeah, I mean best um, part best part of the movie is absolutely uh, Spencer herself. Like her performance. Oh yeah, yeah, she's her, great. Her yeah. performance is is the is the best thing in the movie. Uh, it, yeah. it holds it all together. I, I think that's maybe what I was a little surprised about. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll actually say the flashbacks uh, worked for me. Like, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to argue with it that it is, like, kind of, you know, as horror fans, we've definitely, like, seen that kind of stuff before. But, I don't know, it did, like, give, like, a little uh, nuance to the character, I felt like. And, uh, yeah, and Spencer's so great. And I was surprised because I thought she was just going to be, you know, very stereotypical, like, you know, crazy lady, you know, crazy ladies here. Uh, but I actually thought, you know, there, there's a little more nuance to her performance uh, than that. I I was surprised at, you know, kind of at some points where I was like, oh, I'm feeling for Ma a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a more interesting villain than, than a lot of characters. Uh, she, <laughs> her performance is definitely the best part of the film. Like, I think, I don't think anyone can argue with that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's just. I don't know what else to talk about without going to spoilers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think there's much else really. Like, um, it's a it's a very like story focused movie. Like visually and like you know the cinematography or the music doesn't really stand out that much. Like they're fine, mm. but I don't think there's really much to talk about there. No, no, pretty straightforward, uh, and not in a bad way. Just not notable either. Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, the one thing I, I will say, I thought that, that was like kind of funny, and it's not like a spoiler, but it just does seem weird that it's like all the parents knew each other in a high school. Like oh it's sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that 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 felt like a, a little convenient, but I mean, I guess maybe in a small town that's not as uncommon, but <laughs> it just seemed uh, kind of weird. Like, oh yeah, we all knew each other. Now we're well, all here. And we all have kids the same age. Yeah, I think that's the, the biggest part of it is that they they, all, they were all in the same year in high school. Like, it's one thing they all went to the same school, but like they all had kids at the exact same age. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of a coincidence. Just, yeah. you know, just, just and now all of their kids are friends, and it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just one of those tropes. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get a spoiler warning. We'll we'll talk about spoilers for for Ma. Um, where to begin? I like. <laughs> I feel like the first thing I want to talk about is the the first scene where I thought, okay, she does something where the kids should just never want to see her again, and they don't even react to it appropriately at all, is, okay, don't get me wrong, I think it's it's weird and dangerous to accept to go to some stranger's basement, but okay, I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief and say, okay, the kids are desperate to drink somewhere, and she seems harmless enough. Okay, so they go to the basement. The first time they are there, the first time they're in the basement, Ma pulls out a gun, points it to the dish bag, <laughs> and forces him to strip completely. And he's bass naked, and he covers himself up as quickly as he can. But I mean, yeah. the friends and and Ma, this middle-aged woman, definitely saw his dick. Like this was definitely oh, sure. something that happened. And then after she's got, after he's completely naked, she just starts laughing and say, "Oh, it doesn't even work. Put your clothes back on, boy." Like everyone just starts laughing like it's a dumb joke, and I'm like. She just made a teenager strip. <laughs> Leave. Get out yeah. of the house now. She is psychotic. Go. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. I, I would say maybe in like the defense of the movie, like, I mean, at that point, I don't know if 
were the kids already drunk then or had they not even started I don't even think they started drinking yet. They may have had like the first shot or something like that, but like nothing. Or maybe if they were smoking earlier, I don't know, maybe if they were high, but I don't know. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll give that one a pass because I do think <laughs> teenagers are pretty stupid. And like, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't say that I've done stuff to that equivalent, but I mean, I've definitely done stuff. Uh, yeah, as a young kid looking back, where I was like, ooh, like yeah, I, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's uh yeah yeah that was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. But, Did it involve a goat, Tim? <laughs> I, at this moment, I will not comment. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and because the plot of the movie kind of goes to this place where like gradually she she's kind of like she's constantly like, messaging them on the phone. She's got all the numbers. Uh, they eventually have to block her because she's been kind of like obsessive and crazy. And even after all this, like some of them still want to go and party at her house. Which okay, whatever. But the big thing yeah, for see, me, okay. the big thing for me though, is that uh, Maggie realizes that her earrings are missing, and then someone else realizes that you know they, they notice that she's wearing this bracelet that this other girl had. It's like wait, she's stealing her stuff. So they they get into her house when she's not there, and they sneak into her room, and they find pictures of all of them like taped to you know to her, to her mirror, and also photos of their parents where there's like you know they've been cut out and they've been stuck together, and like it's a proper psychotic like you know discovery of of a person's yeah. like a madman's house, uh, or a mad woman's house in this case. And they're rightfully scared. They're rightfully terrified. Even like Ma's own daughter, who was set up briefly in the movie earlier on, is, is scared of her mother. And and despite this, despite this this event, now I can accept the rest of the kids going back to the house for the birthday party towards the end of the movie because they didn't necessarily see this or know about this. But uh, the other friend Haley, who's with her in this scene, who is equally terrified about all this in the scene with her happens to be at that party as well because maggie goes to the party and he's like she's pissed that andy's there the boy she's been into the whole movie because because she asked him not to go back to maz and he's like oh it's so-and-so's birthday what's supposed to do you know he's, he's a dishbag teenager um but Haley was there for the discovery she saw the creepy photos and all the creepy cutouts <laughs> why did she go back yeah yeah that that was like a, a little frustrating it feels like they just really didn't bother to explain that at all. Uh, so the one thing that did kind of frustrate me is, um, yeah, you have Maggie, the main character, and you know she's talking to her boyfriend Andy, and like, uh, you know, she's like, "Hey, I don't want to go to Ma's anymore," and it's just like annoying, um, you know, horror movie thing where, you know, he's like, "What? Why?" and you know, she's just kind of like, "Oh, let, you know," doesn't explain everything, and it's just so frustrating because like, well. If you would explain to him that, like, you guys snuck upstairs and you heard her, like, you know, screaming at someone and banging on the walls and stuff like a crazy person and then, like, you know, got pissed at you and, like, you know, slapped you and, like, you know, pushed you downstairs to go back to the party (laughs) or whatever. Like, if you explain that, I think the person would be like, oh, yeah, like, mom's crazy. Let's not do that. But to just be like, I don't want to go and I don't want to talk about it. Like, of course, the guy's going to be like, um all right, well, I guess I won't go, but I'm not really that weirded out by it. Um, let's not, let's like, not overlook the fact that Maz got a crush on Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and routinely touches him inappropriately and dances with him. And, uh, she, yeah. Because she had the hots for his dad, you see. His dad's Luke Evans, and she had the hots for Luke Evans in high school. And now she's got her eyes set on his son. 
because uh, yeah. you know whatever which is fine like, I mean, obviously she's meant to be a, a horror movie villain it's fine she's creepy as shit oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay um, but uh, there's a lot of scenes sort of playing that up there's a lot of stuff going on there uh, yeah so yeah so that's kind of where like uh, yeah I do agree with your your point then it's like um, really dumb that at the end it, like it makes sense that she goes to the party at the end because yeah, she sees uh, that everyone else is there, so she, or you know, specifically Andy's there, so she wants to rescue him and stuff. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense that uh, Haley would go, at least you know, without having like a reason or something. Yeah. And uh, and again, same thing like with um, you know uh, uh, Maggie and Haley, like they should have explained that to um, you know everyone else, like what Chaz and is uh, it is it Daryl or Daryl was the other uh, one. Darrell, Darrell. Sort of spelling, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, if they would have explained to them what was going on, then they probably wouldn't have, you know, shown up either. Uh, but I do like when they do have that kind of first initial, like, weirding out moment that at that point, you know, they do go like, hey, let's stop going. So, uh, yeah, I do like that, um, you know, other than, you know, the gun stripping thing, like pretty early on they're noticing like you know weird stuff is going on that they probably shouldn't be going there yeah well the first thing that kind of wears them out is that like ma comes to the school to say hey you coming home oh, yeah. over tonight and they're like well no it's a weekday we've got homework and shit like you know for, for as much as they're idiot teenagers they actually do ha- like pay attention to their school work <laughs> so they're like no no it's, it's a weekday yeah. we've got stuff to do <laughs> yeah like that that's one of the things i kind of liked about them like yeah, they they were annoying at parts, but they also weren't like, you know, super over the top stereotypes. Like they still felt like, you know, somewhat like regular students at at least at parts. Like, oh, at okay, parts. like yeah, you do like to party, but also you're not like crazy. Like, let's get drunk every night at this old lady's house. <laughs> and she gets really annoyed, and she's like pissed that they don't have time for her. Uh, yeah. And they just kind of get weirded out, and it's kind of from there. And she's sending all these messages and all that kind of thing she ends up like like fighting with uh like someone in the hairdresser there's like a scene where she's like on the phone like doing like a a video and the woman starts arguing with her i mean i i hate that though like anyone who like listens to like stuff uh in public it's like put some earphones in or Mm -hmm. wait till you get home it it drives me crazy (laughs) yeah no no i i agree uh and you know because they all block her because she's being weird and then she (laughs) <laughs> then she just gets a new number and yeah starts calling them all again uh, you know it's just obsessive behavior uh does this there's a weird like trope that's introduced in this but there's a character who's like the, the preacher's daughter who always pretends to be asleep at the parties yeah <laughs> like that's a it's a funny joke the first time but it's weird that she ends up like <laughs> with the main cast at the end yeah, it's it's basically all just a setup that so so that she can like help them because she's like yeah. pretending to be asleep. She's not actually, you know, yeah. it's just weird. Uh, but but she doesn't really like do anything though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so so over the course of the movie, Maggie's getting more and more weird. Uh, you know, she she ends up talking to uh, Maggie's mother, Juliet Lewis, who's friendly with her at first, but then Lewis finds out that you know what's been happening with the kids, and then Luke Evans reveals that he knows what's going on. Uh, and this is where the movie gets kind of crazy because Luke Evans. So this is this is actually one of the first pro- moments in the movie where I thought this feels a bit off, and in terms of what it's doing, is Luke Evans' introduction. He's in a truck getting a blowjob from his girlfriend, 
and it's just this really kind of comical you know the big hair's sort of bobbing up and down as he's sort of like sitting there not even looking like he's enjoying himself uh but what really cracks me up about this though is this is actually thematically relevant to the the movie that he's he's getting a blowjob here like it's actually oh, foreshadowing okay. yeah. <laughs> of what the movie's going to do with the backstory because the backstory is is that ma had a crush on luke evans uh, and and or sue ann i should say in high school and they they set her up for this uh this prank where they put her into a dark closet and she was she thought she was in there with him uh, to give him a blowjob but it was actually some other dude so she comes out of the closet and everyone's there to laugh at her that's the you know the, the big reveal moment um yeah. <laughs> so that's the motivation now obviously horrible it's straight up sexual assault right oh yeah definitely but it's really kind of the way the way it's treated in the movie is is very you know it feels very cheap it feels like a really cheap sort of like horror movie setup sure you know it doesn't feel like there's much weight behind this stuff um and so basically she eventually goes nuts and she seemingly we find out afterwards she's killed her boss because she works at a vet and she kills her boss allison jenny which was like (laughs) kind of crazy like yeah. I, I know she's not like a huge actress but you know i'd feel like oh like she was a very small role for her yeah it's just this role she's just there to like, kind of complain at her when she's not doing her job and she's on her phone too much that is basically her entire character but so the scene though the first scene in the movie that i genuinely loved is that she's driving home and like uh, <laughs> luke evans girlfriend's jogging out in the side of the road and ma just swerves and hits her and it's this great like wide shot of her just getting hit with this truck it's just it's like a really comical like over the top yeah. death and i'm like oh here we go like i was rubbing my finger <laughs> my hands together i was like yes yeah. right this is what i've been waiting for is ma going nuts and you know doing all this stuff yeah and i got a, a big reaction out of the theater uh you know from everyone because like she she's set up as such like an annoying you know like obviously in the flashback she's like you know a bad person she was part of the you know people that orchestrated that prank and then Mm. yeah when they show her in present day she's just like this very sloppy drunk that's a you know like yeah i feel like kind of like led to believe like a i don't know uh not trophy wife i I guess because i don't think they're married but like trophy girlfriend or whatever yeah there's, uh, there's a backstory where his wife died of cancer like five years ago Right, 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 yeah. Uh, which isn't really relevant to anything, it's just... I, th- I think it does kind of fit a little bit in when... Uh, I feel like that's part of Ma's manipulation, because uh, mm. I, I do think that does help give her a little bit of sympathy from uh, Andy. Um, not to the oh, point sure. where yeah. you know, he should side with her versus his girlfriend, but I, I guess maybe it gives a little bit of a like a somewhat plausible explanation for why he might <laughs> somewhat stick up for her <laughs> yeah at one point she pretends she has cancer yeah. uh she's but I, yeah so so that's like why when they at that point when they do try to warn him about ma he's kind of he understands like oh well when my mom was going through and taking medication it can do weird stuff for like to you so oh, yeah it has that purpose i suppose yeah yeah i suppose that's the one real use that it gets um but I mean, back to that shot though. I I do agree though. It is like a a pretty cool shot, and it's yeah. Like I I do like the, you know, it's very vicious and then very like, uh, you know, it's just like it, it, you know, it's over and it's done. Like you know, it's very quick. Like there's not like, 
you know, it's not overly dramatic, slow-mo focusing on the, on the body. It's just like, oh yeah, like that's what it would look like, I guess, if that happened. <laughs> yeah, and um, so she ends up drugging Luke Evans and mm-hmm. strapping him to the bed and <laughs> this this scene is like because again it feels like the movie's going crazy here where there's actually a shot now i'm sure it's not his real penis like i'm sure it's like just a fake one she's holding but there's a oh, shot that was real <laughs> there's a shot where she like flips the like she's got like a towel over his crotch because he's naked otherwise and she actually holds his penis as if she's going to cut it off and i'm like you actually mm-hmm. see a shot of her holding this penis and i'm like well this movie's just got off the rails all right okay <laughs> i sure. started to wince <laughs> um but then she changes her mind and then this is kind of just like symbolic of how I feel about the ending is instead of doing anything extreme or anything more shocking, she just sets up an IV which has dog's blood in it and yeah. uh, slits his other wrist and he, he dies just kind of off camera, just, you know, bleeding out. Yeah, they could have definitely done something cooler with this. Uh, like, yeah, it did feel very tense having him strapped to the bed and then, yeah, you know, like, you know, sliding a knife up his leg and then, you know, going towards the penis and stuff. It it does feel very scary and tense, but, yeah, then they just kind of don't do anything with it. It's just I mean, I, putting dog's blood in a person is pretty messed up. I imagine that would – I don't know exactly what it would do to you, but I imagine it would not be – Not healthy. Yeah, very yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah so it wouldn't be good for your health, I, I can't imagine. I – like I just like I feel like after the truck scene and then this scene, it feels like oh the movie's really ramping up and then it kind of like yeah. this scene ends in a bit of a whimper, and then because because we have all the creepy stuff with the kids where you know she she's left with the core cast and she's drugged them all, so they all wake up in different like you know they're all like tied down somewhere or tied to like a noose yeah. or something like that, and she's like sewed Haley's mouth shut. She's you know put an iron like a hot iron on uh, I think. I think it's Chaz against Chaz. Iron. Uh, there's a weir- really weird uh, like racial thing that she does with the the uh, with Darrell, uh, who, yeah. who's a who's a black kid, where she paints his face white and says, "There's only room for one of us." Yeah, I, I think like earlier in the movie, um, that uh, the you know because he had made some comments like about them both being black like uh, i forget what he said but you know he made like you know some jokes being like hey like you know you and me right ma and then like she seemed very like put off by that so Hmm. um i feel like that could be like an interesting dynamic like there's probably stuff he can bring up there i'm assuming you know just from what we see in the movie it seems like a very white town uh so maybe that could also add to you know her ostracization or like you know her feelings of like otherness or something but they don't really explore that uh, no they, at don't, all. they don't do anything with it because the line really and the, the action she takes here really came out of nowhere for me where i'm like wow okay um it's like we could, also, we could we could probably read into this and like do like an essay on just that line jesus yeah <laughs> uh but like also i was thinking i mean once you know all those kids get out and everything he kind of got off like pretty easy compared to like you know if everyone's like comparing scars and stuff it's kind of like you know i, I mean I, I guess paint would probably be hard to get off your skin but like it doesn't seem as bad as like having your your mouth sewn shut or, or you stabbed, know, like iron or, or yeah stabbed. yeah, yeah every, everyone kind of gets rough and it ends up being kind of the, the door like helps them and they get out and ma gets stabbed yeah uh, and you know yeah but you know ultimately and this is one of the big things where i, I look back at the end and go this movie actually didn't really have much teeth in it, and the, I, what I mean by that is that the only people who die are like adults, and two of them are off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one on screen death, and it's an adult. Uh, none of the teenagers yeah. get killed, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like 
have her have her kill some kids <laughs> i mean honestly i wouldn't have been too upset if you know chaz died yeah i would have been okay with that <laughs> I, I think chaz was was primed for uh so from for some stabbage or whatever method yeah. she she would like to use oh uh and then the uh the the cop dies as well i don't know if you're including him but it, it's not a very uh oh sure you're right yeah you're right i forgot the cop but it, it's not like super impactful is it's, anything, a, it's a gunshot yeah <laughs> it's, it's hard to count just a gunshot death as like a death in a horror movie because it's like oh action movies have people getting shot all the time <laughs> like it's not yeah 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 um but no no i think i feel like uh yeah i i think that'd probably be my biggest complaint as well though that like yeah it's uh yeah we could have maybe used like a little more death or gore or yeah, you know something at that point. Uh, it's yeah, it seems like kind of just weird and, and random. Some of the stuff, you know, that she's doing, like uh, all right, like all right, like she has this whole kind of like dog motif where you know everyone's like wearing these kind of like choke collars and stuff at the end, and mm-hmm. you know, and like earlier with um Ben, uh, you know, she's calling them a dog and giving them dog's blood, but then. It's also just kind of strange, though. It's like, all right, well, is that your thing? But then at the end, it's like, well, all right, well, you're not just doing dog stuff. You're also, yeah, sewing, you know, the mouth shut. I I think the dog stuff is basically because she works in a vet, so she had access to dog collars and dog blood and medication. Mm -hmm. Because there's an implication that, because her daughter's supposed to be sick, but there's an implication that she's not really sick. Her mother's just, like, drugging her with, like, all sorts of, like, uh, vet medicine. And that's what's making her sick. Yeah, I, I think it's a like you know they don't come out outright and say it, but I think they're they're doing a was it a Munchausen's by proxy kind of thing. Yes, yes, <clears throat> that's correct, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which again is kind of like an uh, interesting idea, but you know they they don't go super far into it. Like uh, y- like when you see the daughter for the first time, it is. I, I was actually like generally surprised at that. I was like, oh wow, like what is this person? Yeah, doing here and then, but she doesn't really factor into the movie at all until like uh, the very end. end. Yeah, there's there's not much to it. I, um, and I and you said the right term there because uh, there was a TV show on uh, last year where it featured in the plot. I can't say which one because it's a spoiler, but oh, interesting. But there's a TV show where something turned out to be that. Not not a yeah not a documentary. No, not documentary. Like an actual TV show. Actual TV show, yes. Because I, I think, uh, yeah, I forget if it was last year or the year before, but I, yeah, I think HBO or Netflix had a uh, documentary about that really famous case of it. Was it mm. like Mommy Dearest or something like that? I think but... that sounds right. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'd call that movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'd call it. Um, yeah, yes, Tom. But yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to Ma though. But yeah, it, it, the the end then does just feel kind of like okay, um, you know, candle gets knocked over, and then obviously there's probably like a lot of spilled alcohol and stuff on the floor, so the house is starting to go up in flames. And you know, she had already barricaded the um, uh, like basement cellar door or whatever earlier, and then uh, yeah, it gets you know very. Um, like a, yeah, it doesn't feel like super, like impactful or, or it's not like a big bang ending. Like it's yeah, it, it's fine for the story. Like yeah, I guess not everything has to be, you know, giant uh, 
you know, explosive 50 body count kind of ending. But uh, yeah, I, I do get like you kind of do expect a little bit more. Yeah. Um, other stuff, because I, I guess thematically there's some stuff where Maggie's really close to her mom. Uh, so, like, you know, her mom feels like she's been pulled away. And she, you know, so when she gets mad at her later on in the film for, you know, sneaking out and going drinking in this basement, it has a bit more weight theoretically. I mean, I don't know if I ever really bought into the relationship super much. Just mainly, mainly just because I don't think I've ever met someone who's like 16, 17 who has this kind of. Oh no, I can't go out tonight. I'm I'm going to this festival with my mom, and she's like genuinely excited about it. Like I'm like, True, oh no, yeah. I don't know if I know many teenagers who who have relationships with their parents <laughs> that fit into that that kind of category. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but uh, it, it just I don't know if the movie did enough with it either. Like you know, it's another thing that's there that you can kind of read into. Okay, this is why it's there. It's just so that Ma feels like she's invading this other real like you know mother daughter relationship. But it it doesn't feel like it really does enough with it. It doesn't feel like it does enough uh, enough to kind of like feel that like she's invading into that relationship uh, in particular. Yeah. I think for the most part, she just feels like a crazy woman who wants to have friends around and wants to have sex with a teenage boy. Like that. That's <laughs> as much as we yeah. we really get. And there's all these other little things. It's like, hey, if they focused on this as a theme or something a bit more, uh, maybe it would yeah. you know have a bit more weight to it, have a bit more depth, but. Yeah, because I, I think, like, another, like, interesting aspect, uh, again, like, I feel like there's a lot more interesting stuff with, uh, uh, you know, her having a daughter that isn't really explored, but, th- like, I thought it was kind of this idea, and, and, like, I feel like maybe you see this with true crime stuff where, you know, someone is focusing on, like, you know, instead of being a, you know, good parent, they want to relive, like, their high school days, because, you know, ultimately, this is about, like, you know, Ma just wanted to go back and be like a popular kid again. That's why she's, you know, hanging out with uh, these high school students when, you know, really she should be focusing on her daughter and, mm-hmm. you know, her job and stuff. But, you know, and, and I I think that is like a, you know, thing you hear about more these days where, yeah, you have these people that are so obsessed with, you know, uh, being popular or whatever, or, yeah, wanting to kind of relive these glory days that they can you know, sometimes end up doing like monstrous things, uh, instead of, you know, actually, you know, doing what they, what they should be doing. So I think there's like an interesting angle there that isn't really explored. No, uh, I, I agree. It's a kind of like the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer, uh, the episode, (laughs) which in which the, sorry, in which, uh, the, (laughs) the mother, uh, who is the witch, uh, swaps bodies with her daughter so she can can live out her high school days again as a cheerleader because she really cares about cheerleading. Um, <laughs> and you know, kind of in that same sense, where you take the idea of like a parent living through their child and make it literal, uh, that's what Buffy did. This is kind of a, like what we're saying here is like it could almost be a similar idea, but instead of just living through her daughter, she's sort of like put her daughter confined to a bed and is almost trying to take over and try to you know take her role as being one of the kids, yeah, uh, so she can be yeah, popular. Yeah. Uh, yeah because so, yeah, like you know her daughter is asking like hey like can i i hear the parties downstairs like can i go down there one time and it's like no you can't like that's like <laughs> but i can like i can go down there i can you know party mm-hmm. it up and live it up with these kids yeah uh, uh there's one like little detail i thought was going to like be brought up a little bit more later on like i have some sort of like this is why she's doing this uh is that there was multiple scenes in the movie like, at least twice where someone brought in a pet to the vet 
and she would say, oh, just okay. sign the bottom and I'll fill out the rest. And I thought there was going to be more of a payoff to that, like she was doing something with her animals or something, and it was like, yeah. oh, they, they, can't, they can't, like, oh, you give permission, you signed the the form. It's like, but I didn't yeah. fill it out. Like, you know, I thought they were going to do something with it, but she, she never intentionally, or if, at least if she did, it was cut out of the movie. There was never, like, any, like, oh, I'm going to harm your, your cats and dogs because because of what you've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, I did think that was uh weird as well or like I know, guess... something's going to happen like she's going to put down information on it and they're going to be like, "Wait, how did you get this information?" like I or something, I don't know. I, I guess maybe you could argue I mean, literally, the actual vet would still see these forms, but uh maybe that's how she explains like medication going missing. She's putting down that cats and dogs have conditions that require Oh, sure. these things and that's how she's swiping it without anyone noticing. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I mean yeah, I thought there'd be more to it than that, but uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good enough watch. Um, yeah, not like amazing, but actually, I'd say probably like a little better than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not like maybe not something you're gonna want to see over and over again. Yeah, like I think there's, I think Octavia Spencer's performance is good. I think there's a couple of standout scenes where things get crazy, uh, but. For the most part, like I, I, I don't think it's like, like super compelling. I, I guess. Sure. But uh, yeah. the lackluster conclusion. So uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I, I fall down. Tim, what would you rate Ma? <sighs> uh, yeah, it's a little hard. I don't want to go too high, but yeah, you know, actually, I think I will still be pretty generous. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Actually, that's <laughs> I, uh, I, I liked it, but. Yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, performances are really good. And yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Uh, but definitely could have been a little better. I, I think I'm going with a 5 out of 10. Straight down the middle. All right. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I'll pause for Tim to like react or say something in response. And he just he gives me this this little giggle instead that's, that's what i figured about where you're gonna go <laughs> yeah five out of ten for me so uh that is my I, I will say you know normally i think in the last couple of movies we did in theaters you know i complained about the uh the audience and i will say we did have um you know some people uh talking like in uh this audience as well but this is one of those times that i feel like it kind of added to it like uh, well, first of all, like it wasn't constantly throughout the whole movie, like uh, like when I saw like Pet Cemetery and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, this, uh, it was kind of movie where yeah, every now and again, like someone like you know yelling out uh something was, was kind of funny. Hmm. <laughs> I don't um, condone that behavior, but every now and again, <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is my. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments uh, and all that. Like and subscribe, all that stuff helps. Uh, we should promote some things, Tim. Uh, we should promote some other shows that we do uh, on the channel. Um, so corporate. <laughs> and, well, you know, you can promote these things. Uh, if you, you you enjoy this show, you enjoy me and Tim talking about horror movies, if you like the, the idea, but for sci-fi movies, uh, we have a show called The Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is a lot newer, uh, but similar format. Me and Tara talk about, talk about sci-fi movies every week, um, so you can check out that. And then in terms of like TV reviews, you may want to check out from us on the, on the YouTube channel or on the, uh, in this case, Netflix original uh, reviews audio feed. Uh, would be the upcoming second season of Dark from Netflix, which is a German oh. time travel show. 
Uh, and season mm. one was very good. I recommend checking that out. Mm. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, of course, uh, if you want to support us uh, outside of liking, subscribing, you know, or maybe giving us a good review on iTunes and giving us a five star rating, so it spreads the show out to other people who might enjoy it. Uh, you can support us financially by going to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV, where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month. And for that one dollar per month, you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month, uh, as well as bonus <laughs> episodes of the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, and uh, the show that me and Connor do now, which we call Mail Fuzz Mysteries. Where we just sit down and talk about random shit for ninety minutes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, this this is things. So hit people seem to like it. Uh, so and they also get some wait, stuff early. Yep. Wait, is is there like a theme to like every episode, or you literally just like start recording and like, oh, who knows what we're gonna talk about? Uh, the first episode was that. The second episode to help us a little bit, as uh, I made like a sort of board with topics, and Cora would pick like pick, pick a square, and then we'd use that topic for like. 15 minutes <laughs> interesting okay okay yeah would you like to guest on it sometime tim <laughs> uh sure <laughs> when my schedule frees up <laughs> in fact you, you were mentioning one of the categories actually oh <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad what one of the categories was the mystery of tim's weird taste <laughs> Hey, I take. I actually take. Who's that? I was talking to someone about this the other day. I, I take. Uh, oh, because I I was um, asking if I should, uh, you know, buy this old uh, like Russian witch uh, horror movie. Which spoiler alert, I did. Uh, but yeah, like someone was like, oh, I don't know if if you'd like that. I, I can't really pin down your taste. And I actually take uh, a lot of pride in that. I, I like having an interesting taste. I'm not uh, very predictable. <laughs> I think you're predictable. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're predictable. I knew you were going to buy some Rus- Russian witch movie because, <laughs> of course, you. Well, would. I mean, chances are, I mean, nine times out of ten, if I uh, put some type of status saying like, "Hey, should I get this movie?" I probably already bought it. <laughs> I probably just want like validation of being yes. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, you should have got it." <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, so go to Patreon, the, the supporters over there, uh, and also at the five dollar tier, you get to to vote on a movie, uh, vote on an episode once per month. Um, in fact, the winner of the last vote. Oh yeah, I don't even know this. Yeah, I have to check. I actually don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to check oh. right now. <laughs> I'm going to do a live check of the the vote. Um, so exciting. And <laughs> it's exciting, sharp. Um, <laughs> Right, the winner is House of Wax, the Vincent Price House Ooh. of Wax. Uh, oh, so... the original. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you want the Paris Hilton House of Wax? <laughs> Which I've never seen, to be fair. But um, yes, actually, I've seen. I'll keep my opinion about it shut until we do it. No, no, I've seen the original. I've not seen the the the, the remake. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. I've seen the oh. remake, but not the original. Okay, okay. Well, okay, you'll get to see the original then. So this this will be new for you. It'll be exciting. Uh, so yeah, there'll be a new vote up soon uh, for for the month of June. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but that is us, I think. Um, is there any final thoughts or whatever? Would you like to promote something, Tim? You make comic books. Promote your comic books or something. <clears throat> um, 
yeah, I don't like to promote anything until it's uh, done. Uh, but I mean, I, I have been hard at work on the Goatman issue and it's nearing completion, but I don't really like to talk about it until it's okay. actually at the printers. But okay. soon, soon. I'll have updates soon. <laughs> so you can go to www.badcomicsforsale.com and you can find Tim's mm-hmm. comics there. <laughs> if uh, I mean it's it's not a bad idea if, if that's somewhere people are gonna go. <laughs> it could be like a tongue in cheek thing. Just go badcomics.com. Yeah. 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 I don't. <laughs> I mean, anyone that knows me knows I have very little uh, uh, self esteem. So. Self esteem. As I always say, self respect. Yeah, self esteem also also makes sense. Um, um, both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that is that has been uh, Streams After Midnight. That has been us talking about Ma. So, yeah, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.